The heist. 40 seconds. It can't be done. The two teens crouched behind the bushes. The sleek, black cruiser they had set their eyes upon floated quietly in front of the house to which it belonged. It was a dark night, though, and only ambient light made the cruiser visible. 40 seconds should be plenty of time. It should only take about half that. But look at it. Something like that is bound to have extra security measures. Not like we haven't dealt with extra security measures before. Why are you suddenly so worried about it now? He turned his gaze from the cruiser to his friend. He could see the eagerness in the other's eyes. They had done this many times before, but every time he felt a bubble in the pit of his stomach begin to arise. It had gotten worse lately and he couldn't seem to pinpoint exactly why. He couldn't help but believe that the feeling of finally getting caught would be a self-fulfilling prophecy. That the very feeling would cause him to hesitate and then result in their capture. Um, you still with me Lou? Shaken out of his own thoughts, he nodded. Alex had a way of expecting things that somehow made him not want to disappoint. Yes, I'm ready, he replied reluctantly. Let's go. They crept down the path, crouching behind various bushes as they ambled closer to the cruiser. They both knew what it was. The sleek lines of the cruiser and angled wing tips were a unique design of the sport class Vantax Simeon II. That, on its own, was enough to call their attention, but Lou had noticed the distinct shape on its underbelly that indicated an upgraded distortion drivei. The Fantax Simeon II didn't need upgrades. It was the fastest craft available. The upgraded drive turned the vehicle from a want-to-have into a need-to-have in both of their eyes. Not to mention it would fetch the largest sum they've ever seen at the conversion junker. Don't get too close, Lou. It probably has a proximity monitor. Lou nodded as he reached in his pocket and pulled out his field disruptor. The device was roughly the size of his finger and the holographic touchpad had only two options. He touched the word sync and after a confirmation message appeared, he touched the word disrupt. It was a handy little device that Alex had come up with and it was an ingenious little contraption that could pretty much circumvent and disable any wave field. Literally, any wave field. They had not seen it fail yet. Lou nodded again and Alex readied himself. Out of his pocket he withdrew another device. He inserted this device into the bottom port on his field disruptor and pushed the button on its face. The Fantax Simeon II hummed to life and the boys scurried up to the vehicle from behind the protection of their stakeout bush. Alex jumped into the driver's seat and quickly turned off the self-navigation feature. He always opted for manual control, always. Lou sat down in the passenger seat. The field disruptor was still showing a stabilized field and he breathed a sigh of relief. No additional security measures. A grin split Alex's face as he backed the cruiser away from the house and smoothly, with frictionless silence, slid it down the street. How we looking on the disruptor? No additional security measures, Lou said. See? Nothing to worry about. Alex waved a hand over the lighting sensor and the dashboard lights faded up into a soft hue of ambient blue light, control panel now visible. Oh my god. Lou looked down to view the control panel and shared Alex's wonder. It was a wonder of sophisticated design, an artfully realized combination of beauty and function. For the first time, Lou really took in the interior of the craft. It was a design of technology and comfort. The deep black of the interior was almost inexplicable. The black was so dark and without friction, he thought for a moment he was floating in midair. But what really captured his attention was the detail work. This was a custom vehicle all the way. 
It may have had the outer shell of a Fantax Simeon II, maybe even some of the engine components, but it was a shell. It was unique perfection wrapped by an inferior chassis, if one could ever feel comfortable with calling the body of a Fantax inferior. But by comparison it was. Yeah, this interior is wild, he said in awe as his head swiveled around to take it all in. That's not what I mean. Alex almost whispered it, his voice was uncharacteristically shaky. Lou discontinued his open-mouth inspection of the custom interior design and drew his attention on Alex. Alex sat there, wide-eyed, not moving, his gaze centered down at the multi-screen control panel. Alex. No movement. Alex. Alex stayed quiet and Lou slowly slid his eyes to see what had captured Alex's attention. Oh my god, Lou echoed Alex's words exactly, finally seeing it too and for what seemed like a lifetime they just stared at the control panel, perplexed, and frozen by astonishment. Alex was the first to snap his attention back to the moment. A flashing light caught his peripherals and he turned his head to investigate. The field disruptor in Lou's hand was flashing. Odd. He had not seen it do that before. Why is it flashing? He pointed down at it, effectively breaking Lou out of his own awestruck trance. He bent his neck down to look at it as well and a startled sense of dread swelled in him. Extra security measures. Let's go. Neither of them could pinpoint exactly how long they had been sitting there motionless, gaping at the control panel monitors and trying to grasp the sheer significance at what they had discovered there, but that would have to wait until later. For now, they needed to focus their attention on the matter at hand, which was the rather pressing matter of escaping in a stolen, uniquely modified Fantax Simeon II, he didn't really feel comfortable calling it that anymore, without getting caught or killed in the process. People who owned vehicles like these would not consider the theft a trivial matter and he did not feel even a surface-level desire to find out what would come about in the event of their capture. Alex gripped the yoke, pulled hard, and the craft leapt straight into the air, pushing them down hard into the seats with the force of it, high into the upper atmosphere. Lights from multiple crafts beginning to give chase appeared just below them. Cloak, 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 he yelled hoarsely and the craft disappeared from sight. It was a frivolous thought though, the police had countermeasures for cloaking devices and employed those countermeasures almost as soon as the words were out of his mouth. Pushing back down on the yoke, the sleek craft plummeted back down and Alex weaved low through the subdivision streets, hoping that he could lose the authorities' line of sight due to obstruction from the tall houses. The force of the move pulled Lou out of his seat and pressed him against the ceiling of the craft, but Alex stayed pinned to his seat. He had not seen Alex strap on the harness to keep himself seated, but he must have missed it, for Alex was snugly buckled in and winding through the streets evasively. Once the craft was low again, Lou managed to regain his bearings and buckle in. He turned his head to look behind, head throbbing from the impact, but in his panic, he barely gave it a second thought. Speeding behind them, three police cruisers kept pace. The inferiority of the police craft was marked, but the officers were trained in maneuvering their craft in such chases. Alex's lack of training in this field allowed the police cruisers to keep pace, even gain on them as each desperate turn cut the boys' lead ever so slightly. If the police could get close enough they would be able to remotely lock up Fantax's engines and they'd be caught. Alex knew they had to keep a bigger lead, but he just didn't have the skill to do it. If this kept up, the chase would be over, and quickly. The youth was no match for skilled officers. They're gaining, Alex said, a truly distressed look on his face said it better, but he didn't look away from the way ahead. 
Wu held an equally distressed look, the knot in the pit of his stomach was beginning to make him sick. This is it. Damn it, I knew it. We should have passed on this one. In and around they weaved, trying to stay low enough so they would not rise above the rooftops, but it was no use. They couldn't shake the police and it was only a matter of time now, they both knew it. Lou glanced down at his field disruptor, which was still flashing. It was a nice little device. But it was useless now. He looked back up at the multi-screen control panel and suddenly remembered what they had both been awestruck by only minutes before the pursuit. Idiot. Alex, we have to use the drive. Alex did take his eyes from their path at that moment to look directly at Lou briefly, eyes widening and eyebrows rising from the shock of the statement, from the realization that the solution was in front of them the whole time. With that, he pushed the button and cranked up the drive magnitude as high as it would go. There was no way the authorities had the capability to match the vehicle's distortion drive's power. No way. One more push of the button and there was silence. Light bent around them, and waves of gravity pushed away from them, bending space-time. Everything around them moved in slow motion, but the vehicle lurched and shot up like a bullet through layers of dimensional vortexes, spinning waves of light and shadows, blurring reality for an instant that felt like an eternity and expanding surfaces in the vehicle like rubber bands pulled tightly, on the verge of snapping. But then suddenly, just as quickly, everything was quiet and dark. They had no idea where they were. IA distortion drive is device that is attached to a vehicle that has the capability of bending space-time by creating a gravitational field in various points around the vehicle it is attached to. Increasing the gravitational pull in front of the craft will propel it forward, as well as decreasing the gravitational pull behind the craft will do much the same. These pushing and pulling techniques can be used in a multitude of ways to turn the craft in various ways, give it lift and give it speed. Distortion drives have differentiating strength factors, meaning that the quality of strength the drive offers can increase the craft's capabilities of speed and lift, i.e. the more powerful the drive, the higher and faster it can move.